and welcome back to another episode with the Uninformed Gamers. I am one of your hosts, Chameleon or Chris, and I have with me these two goofballs. I've got uh, Old Darkness Tiger. That's me. And I have Old Rad Dreams. Rad Dreams. Hello. What is going on, fellas? I am sorry. We're A lot. We're Chris. making funny faces. Like- well, there was two. There was two funny faces. There was two things that were funny, like when the countdown starts for the podcast, it goes five, and then it skips four. It oh, does, five, oh I actually didn't notice that. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm just like, okay, that's. I'm like, that's weird. So as I'm like watching the countdown, it goes to zero, and then like Chris, there's a pause on your like. It's not that you didn't. You were just look. You were looking at something else, and then so like it does five, three, two, one, and then Chris is just like. And I'm like, oh no, the <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so yeah, sorry about that. No worries. But, yeah. Watch What's going on with y'all? You all. Y'all. Uh, life. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really it. Uh, you've, crazy you've, busy. So you've got some uh, updates, uh, Chris. If unless you're not willing to share. I am not willing yeah. to share. All right. What? <laughs> all right. Well. Hey, no worries. Your hey, privacy, if you want to keep it, is all yours. <laughs> I just oh, figured man. I'd give you the opportunity just in case. Uh, ask me again next year. Okay. I will. <laughs> uh, all right. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, when the NDA when the NDA lifts, but in terms of gaming, for, right. in terms of uh, gaming, Chris, what have you been up to? What have I been doing? Um, I haven't been actually gaming a whole lot. I've been kind of busy because um, I know you were you were playing uh, Overwatch two the other day, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's easy to like pick up and put down if like Arya starts being a menace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like an easy game for that. Um, for sure. Yeah, I was playing. I was playing a little Destiny. I haven't been able to get back to Starfield yet because I don't. I haven't had time to just sit down and yeah, because like, I want to dedicate hours. Mm-hmm. That's a game. That's a game that you need to dedicate to. Yeah, literally, it, you need to dedicate some time. Yep, and so that just that just hasn't been in the cards. Even this weekend, I'm not I'm not here, so I don't get to play again. Mm-hmm. So maybe are next you going weekend. This weekend. Where are you going? I'm going to Columbus. Oh, sick! Oh, cool. I'm going to Columbus too. Nice. Want to come out to eat? Yeah, where y'all going? Actually, we'll talk about it on the off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don't dox yourself. Yes. Yeah, no, seriously. literally, don't don't tell listeners where we're going to be at. Even though this is going to be like. No, don't tell the listeners. Yeah, you got yeah. a small market, you know. There's, oh, there's, yeah. there's probably not in Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, yeah you know. that's really it for me. What about Mason. Uh, you, Mason? Uh, let's see. I somehow or another got sucked into the world of uh, this video game called Lies of P, uh, nice. which is really fucking good it's uh, another Soulsborne game it's uh very similar to like bloodborne demon souls dark souls elden ring sekiro you yep. know the games that you want to uh, basically kill yourself over um <laughs> but but lies of p is actually a lot of fun so far and it's not like it's difficult don't get me wrong but it i'm not at the point yet 
uh, knock on wood where I want to like rip my hair out. Uh, I just beat the first like big, big boss of the game. And uh, essentially for those listening, if you don't know, and if you two don't know, it's basically a alternate retelling of the story of Pinocchio. Pinocchio. But in a darker way, kind of not similar, but in the same vein as like Guillermo del Toro's uh, animated feature on Netflix, where he, where he follows the original source material. So with this one for the video game, it's like, imagine Pinocchio as a, like almost like a fully fledged adult or teenager. And it's like a steampunk dystopian future in which puppets have uh, taken over society. And it's up to, Pinocchio to uh, save the world more or less. And uh, it's, it's really awesome so far. I love the aesthetic. It reminds me of imagine like dark souls mixed with Bioshock infinite. Ooh. I, I would say that would be a good kind of fusion. And then other than that, uh, that game has really been occupying my time. Haven't really been devoting any to Starfield after I created my character, unfortunately. Uh, wow, you two are saying. I know, I know. Not my fault. I've been here. <laughs> um, but yeah, other than that, that I mean, that's like the biggest game that I've been doing, and also on the side, just like dabbling more in uh, Slay the Spire, uh, Street Fighter for Mobile, just grinding away on those, and I think. That's about it. Nope. All right. Well, uh, I have a, a, a few updates, actually. One, uh, for the listeners, uh, this is now a podcast where everybody is in the age of 30. Hey. I turned 30 this past Sunday, so I am now officially a part of the uh, Elder Club. Yes, the, the, old, the old Dirty 30. Yep, we are part of the Elder Scrolls here at the Uninformed Gamers. So yeah, I've reached 30. Um, but I didn't really celebrate it at all, to, but, um, I do have a question though, since you did turn 30, Devin. Yeah. What's your question? So you, you just said that like, this is the elder scrolls, right? Mm-hmm. When's your remaster coming out? At the rate that I'm going, it ain't. <laughs> I will be surprised if I make it to forty at my current rate. My current trajectory no. does not put me there at all. I'm just, I'm just poking fun at you. When Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out, that's when my remaster will come out. Oh, so never. No, um, I'm kidding. Yeah, so never. So like 2028. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, when the Tesla Cybertruck comes out, that's when I will be no. on that level. No, I'm excited that you um, turned 30. Yeah, I am as well. You know what? It, it took me a while. I'm happy to be here. Um, I haven't seen a movie in a minute, uh, so I can't really say. I know I'm going to probably be seeing a movie this weekend. I think the, the, a, the, the act of turning 30 made Devin glitch out for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. He's still he's still a glitch. Oh there he is. There he is. Literally, literally that. Someone someone somewhere is doing something they probably shouldn't be doing at this hour. Uh oh. Yeah. Somebody's definitely downloading uh Skyrim as we speak. Um but can you guys still yes. hear me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Continue on. All right, wonderful. But in the video game department, I actually downloaded a new game myself. I did see Life of P. Mm-hmm. I thought about it, but I'm not really in the Soul Light game. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not into them, then I, I wouldn't mess with it, honestly, um, because it's very similar to those games. Yeah. 
But uh, because I'm kind of on like a money saving thing, I kind of just download a game just so I can like not leave the house. Mm -hmm. And the new game that I downloaded, which I'm going to say, I have never laughed so hard and as much as I have playing Party Animals. I've heard, no. All right, so I've heard a lot about this game. Like, what exactly is it? It's a lot like Fall Guys. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But the the controls are, in my opinion, are atrocious. They're awful. But they are awful, but that's what makes it even more fun. But that's like, oh, yeah. that's probably intentional. Yeah, yeah. It's intentionally bad for that sake. It adds to the... Uh, unhingedness yes because it's like no matter what my intentions are my character's controls do not follow <laughs> and i've i have never laughed so much because of how awful it is it's not like awful it's a fun game. yeah like it's fun it's a multiplayer but the first the first match i did i didn't fully grasp what i was supposed to do and then i do another match and we hop in and then it wasn't until I get into this match that I realized, oh, we're a team. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah, so it's a team-based game, and it doesn't it like just randomly drops you in teams, and you have to like look at the HUD to determine who's on your team. I didn't know that. So I in the first around. game, so in the first game, I was eliminating my teammate. <laughs> <laughs> and I so forgot. like oh man. Yeah, it, and then so when I get to the second game, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. But like you have to like push your teammate, you have to push the other guy like off the ice or whatever. And then so like again, the the, the controls are not great. So like I'm grabbing somebody, and then I like walk them over to the water, and then like they grab me somehow, and then like we're like trying to push each other into the water, and then we both go in, then I climb out, then he stays, and then he climbs out because I'm like trying to hit him. And he just gets up and walks away. And then I find a hammer and like, it takes you so long to like swing it that like I have to time this hammer thing. And I am just going around just hammering people out of the ice. And it came down to me and one other guy and this guy got me. So mm. had had so much fun with that. Um, been playing Starfield, thoroughly enjoy it. Been building an outpost, getting that together. Um, Forza Horizon, Gran Turismo 7, booting that back up so I can get some use out of my PS5. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, outside of that, just been waiting for the new Forza Motorsport. Probably going to pick up a racing wheel for Xbox here soon enough, just so I can enjoy that. Um, I just saw the uh, trailer for that. Yeah, I'm excited. But the movie I'll be seeing this weekend is a movie that I kind of wanted to see with you guys. What's that? But I don't think we'll have the time. The Creator. Oh, that, I saw the uh, trailer for that. It looked interesting. It's basically um, the TLDR of it is uh, imagine like a dystopian future in which uh, artificial intelligence takes over. Oh, yep. I, I, and I want you. And if we were all going to see it together, I wanted you guys to go in completely blind mm -hmm. because I heard it's supposed to be a really good. Yeah, movie. all I've seen is the trailer for it. Uh, basically, from the trailer, what I could surmise is like one guy is human and he's tasked with protecting like this almost like hybrid sort of uh, human esque AI robot thing. Yeah, and it, it's it, the robot thing has some sort of significance. Um, I don't know what it is, but. That's what I could get from the trailer. Yep, and it's starring John uh, John Washington, which is Denzel Washington's son. Yes. You might recognize him from the movie Tenet. So, super excited. And I also started a new show, which is very rare for me, guys. I what show? Start sure. shows. 
One Piece. <gasps> yes. Nani? Yeah. The live action yeah. or anime? The live action. I will not start the anime okay. until it's over. Okay. Rude. Uh, so I watched the Netflix live action One Piece, and my review is, you guys are right. I like it. Yeah! Woo! Another one bites show. the dust. Hey, and that... Good show. Uh, we'll get to this later, but now that the writer's strike is over, we might see some more soon. Yeah, I can see it, but I will say, as I'm watching the show, I am like, there is no reason for all these actors and actresses to be this attractive. Oh, right? I am like, there is no reason. <laughs> what? All right, to uh, to touch on that, for I don't know how this happened, but like, as soon as like everybody got done watching it, out of every single character that I saw people being down bad for, uh, the number one or close to number one was actually Buggy the Clown. That's a shock. Yeah, because that's not who I would have guessed. It was between that's him. Weirdo. It was between him and uh, Mihawk. Oh my which god! One is, which one is Mihawk? Again, I'm not a one. Mihawk was the dude. The with best the, swordsman. He was the dude with the big ass sword that cut the ship in half. And was he? Was he the, the first? Was he the main swordsman guy? Yeah, he, he was, looks like a pirate. Yeah, he's the dude that fought. Yeah, he legitimately like looks like a real pirate. He's the one like, that. He has the like mustache. I've only, hat. I've only seen the first episode thus far. Oh, okay. Then you okay. haven't you haven't seen him yet. Yeah. But I will say my character, who I would say is definitely the hottest, is definitely the main character, Swords. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh, Zoro. Zorro, yeah. Zoro. Yeah, why is Zoro going so hard in the attractive he, he is, I mean, I mean, uh, no no homo on my end, but he is one attractive man. Full homo on my end, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, that, that actor who plays him, uh, I, I, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing his name, but Makaneu, I believe, mm-hmm. is how you pronounce it. But he's done a lot of uh, live action work in terms of like anime adaptations. He played the main villain in the third live action movie of Roroni Kenshin, where he plays uh, a Nishi, I believe. Okay. And he was also in a live action version of Jojo Bizarre Adventure. He was also, he's going to be in a live action version of Knights of the Zodiac as well. All right. I'll, I'll be looking at And that. fun fact, here's, here's how much far in the rabbit hole I went. His father, his father is the uh, swords smith from Kill Bill Volume 2, Hattori Hanzo. Wow. Uh, I believe his last name is Chiba, maybe? That That's high praise coming from the Kill Bill territory. But yeah, his father is very famous. All right. So y'all ready to get yes. into our first topic? Yes, we. Yes. it's a bit of a hodgepodge here, boys. We're throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall, and we're seeing what yeah. sticks, similar to the FTC. Yep, we got a bunch of court cases uh, surrounding Fresh. them. We've got... Three big ones. Y'all, let's start with the... I don't know if this is the biggest one because they're all fairly big, but let's start with Amazon. Yes. Amazon is being sued by the FTC and 17 other states over allegations it inflates online pricing and overcharges the sellers. Which is interesting because normally it would be a concern of the buyer. Mm -hmm. So... yeah, I, I would need data to see the uh, claim on that regard because for me, I feel like they keep the competition at bay by undercharging, by undercutting, 
rather than over. Yes. But that that's just like outside looking in. I don't know the specifics. Well, in this from the AP, uh, the lawsuit says Amazon buries listings offered at lower prices on other sites. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it also sell it also charges sellers high fees, forcing merchants to raise their prices on the platform, as well as on other e-commerce sites, in order to keep their products competitive on Amazon. Mm-hmm. The complaint sets forth detailed allegations, noting how Amazon is now exploiting its monopoly power to enrich itself while raising prices and degrading services for the tens of millions of American families mm-hmm. who shop on its platform and the hundreds of thousands of businesses that rely on Amazon to reach them. So basically the way Amazon does this, let's say you want to sell your product on Amazon. Okay. Amazon will say, okay, well, you want to sell this product for $5. Okay. Well, for you to sell this product for, on Amazon for $5, we will charge you $4. We'll charge you like $4 or whatever. Okay. So a pretty high standard. Well, the reason that Amazon is going to go ahead and say, all right, well, we're charging you $4 is because we can put this product in front of other people. Walmart and Target is going to charge you similar, but they're going to make the product around nine or 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. That way, nobody is buying it from those consumers. They're going to buy it from us. So by us charging a higher amount to you, you're going to make more money because we're going to sell it to way more people because the price is so low. And that's how Amazon gets away with it. Mm -hmm. They basically charge the sellers a high amount to go ahead and offer it a lower discount. That way it sells in front of more people. Because I went to the store Ollie's yesterday. I was looking for something at Ollie's. Okay. I found what I was looking for and I saw the price. The price was $24.99. I immediately went to Amazon and just found it for three dollars cheaper and bought it off Amazon. Yeah, so I've been gu- I've been guilty of that as well. Um, one thing that I used to do, uh, and I got kind of not yelled at, but kind of like scolded about, is uh, you know whenever I would attend like anime conventions or even going to Barnes and Noble or going to CD Game Exchange or any any sort of like reseller. Uh, more or less, I would see the price that listed and then I would immediately check Amazon to see if I could get it for cheaper from them. Because, you know, what's waiting like a day or two of shipping if I can get something for cheaper? So I've been guilty of that as well. Um, I know one significant price save I got was like on a D&D book. Like I saved Mm -hmm. damn near like $20 damn yeah like it was it was pretty wild honestly because like uh at barnes i believe it was at barnes and noble they were 49.99 and i was able to buy it on amazon i believe it was the player's handbook for 35 dollars and 99 cents that's nuts see i will do that with amazon for everything except for books Mm -hmm. books are the one thing that i'll go i'll actually go to support local business because i actually like buying books from bookstores Mm -hmm. so Generally, I will not buy books from Amazon, but I do have an Audible subscription. That's where I get my ebooks. Gotcha. Not my ebooks, my audiobooks. But going back to the Amazon situation, so here's how, here's the FTC's argument as to why the consumer is harmed. The lawsuit also accuses Amazon of degrading customers' experience by replacing relevant search results with paid advertisements. And here's what that means: Amazon will put its own brands so like amazon prime brands that the amazon company owns it'll put its own brands at the very top of the listings 
over other products it knows to be a better quality that in terms of the uh paid part in terms of the advertisement what so if you make a search on amazon or if you purchase something from amazon they'll automatically like curate a um like a for you sort of thing if that makes mm -hmm. sense have you noticed that chris yeah they do and this is actually kind of a a, a funny sort of topic because I recently had the opportunity. I, I was in Columbus recently and I had the opportunity to go to a brick and mortar Amazon store, which I, I don't know if you knew they existed. What's in it. All right. So <laughs> it, it's, I, I think I took a picture of it. If I'm not, did I take a photo of it? Um, all right, so I did not take a photo of the actual place, but um, I th I'm trying to remember. It's like Amazon Apparel or Amazon, like something. I, I honestly yeah. cannot think of it. It's a brick and mortar Amazon. So you go in, you're gr you're greeted by customer service, and how this the shop works is you go around with your phone and you scan a QR code on products that you like, right? And those products that you scan get sent to your dressing room, right? And you get a notification okay. of, you know, uh, what your dressing room number is and what products are in your cart, all that shit. You're not required to buy. Uh, you okay. just send them there to try them out. And what the uh, employees do is they they pick items based on what you picked and throw them in the dressing room to try to basically um, get you to buy more. So like, <laughs> so like they'll, okay. the, the, what they'll do is like, they'll have your selection that you picked in the dressing room and then they'll pick out maybe one or two different items and then they'll yeah. try to, encourage not force but encourage you to basically uh add on to your cart or make extra purchases that you wouldn't normally do and so what online amazon is doing is something very similar let's say chris you need a headset or a new headset you yep. bought you buy the headset and then you go on amazon again and they'll automatically curate results saying oh since you bought this how would you like this? This, yeah. You know, to try to just increase. I've, there's a specific retail term. Uh, I can't recall it off the top of my head because I haven't worked retail in almost a decade. But right, right. You, you basically, what they do at checkout when you go to a retail joint is you, you know, go to the cashier, check out, and then t in the middle of the transaction, the cashier will have maybe some snacks at the register and they'll be like, Oh, yep. uh, how would you like this candy bar? It's uh, like <laughs> items per transaction. I think the term you're looking for is upselling. upselling. Thank you, Devin upselling. Yes. I couldn't think of it off the top of my head, but, but basically that in my opinion, that's what Amazon is trying to do is they're trying to upsell, but in a more nefarious way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do you what, what do you think about that, Chris? Yeah, I I think that they're they're using their grasp on the markets to just kind of do what they want. 
and I'm glad that the FTC is actually a, this is what I would say is a good case. Yes, like, I agree. Of antitrust. Um, and so I look forward to this year long, years long battle. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be. Yeah, it's going to, I mean, it's going to be a while. This court case with Amazon is going to take a long time. Yeah, it's probably won't see anything for like five years. Did you guys also talk about the logistics? Mm -hmm. Uh, So we didn't, we didn't touch on the logistics problem that Amazon's currently having. Your your, uh, audio is kind of scuffed there, Devin. Yes. Unfortunately. Roboty. No, no worries. I'm, I'm working. I'm working off a hot spot right now. Yeah, and for those listening, uh, Devin's Wi-Fi is is under fire. <laughs> but no, um, it, but in terms of the logistics, I I do know that Amazon has a stranglehold on uh, their warehouses as well as uh, like routes that they have. Yeah, I believe that. I don't know if you like you, I haven't looked into like it specifically into like how they exactly have a stranglehold over their logistics, because I know like the UPS is very similar in how they do their logistics. Right. Um, So I would have to like dive more deeper into how exactly that works on Amazon's end. Uh, But I do know that it, it is an issue for sure. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Because like, because you have options as a consumer of like next day shipping or like uh, have it today. Uh, they have yeah. like, which is fucking wild in my opinion that you can be like, oh, I want this. Oh, I can have it by the end of the day. Cool. Right, right. Which is yes, it's convenient for the consumer, but on the same token, it leaves competitors out of the equation which is the definition of a monopoly is when people or businesses can't reasonably enter the market, compete in the market. Like the costs to do so are so astronomically high for anybody else that it's, it's difficult. And sure you have your other entities in the marketplace that offer niche products that you can't find on Amazon and they have their place. They do. Uh, but they don't have as significant market share like Amazon does, which is what the problem is, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I and, and I think Devin may have fixed his problem. I hope I did, because I'm sick and tired of having it. <laughs> I didn't know what I was saying. But with what I meant going back to logistic wise. Yes. And this is also part of the lawsuit. The lawsuit also says Amazon compels sellers to use its logistics services fulfillment by Amazon. Oh, and not others. Their, okay. Exactly. In order to make their products eligible for Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. So if you're not willing to sign up for Amazon's logistics services, you're going to have a delay. Your 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 product is not going to be marketed on the same first page. No, and uh, those are typically marketed by like secondary sellers exactly so so the fact that a lot of sellers have to be locked in to amazon services just so that they can actually have their results 
shown in Amazon's algorithm mm -hmm. is also part of the problem. So when we're looking at this particular case, unlike the Microsoft Activision Blizzard, that one's entirely separate. This one is an actual showing as a case that, hey, you have kind of controlled the market. Mm -hmm. You can underprice, you can undercut a lot of people. Yep. And you lock in sellers to really kind of have to depend on you to get their money made. And, yeah. and you're, like I mentioned earlier, you're also locking out competitors. You're, you're, so what, what I like to say with this is you're giving people the illusion of choice, right? Um, and that's what Amazon is doing. They are because yeah. they're, they're saying yeah. that you, you as a customer have options, but you really don't. You don't. And I mean, it's the, the, Amazon's response to that is nobody has to buy from us. Yeah. But in order, if you choose to not buy from Amazon, you, you have to you know, be willing to pay the price. Literally. True. Uh, yeah, a literal price, whether it be longer wait times, whether it be higher prices, whether it be, yep. I mean, who, I mean, the, the, the list is endless. And, and sp speaking of higher yeah, prices, I was going to say Amazon, uh, if you are a current Amazon prime subscriber, such as myself, you're going to be saying higher prices, not necessarily on the membership, but if you use Amazon Prime Video, Amazon is going to start showcasing you ads. I heard about Even this. Even though I thought Amazon already does this. And if you wish to create an Amazon Prime ad-free subscription, it's $3.99 every month. An extra? Trash. Yeah, extra $3.99 every month. Oof. But my thing is, I have Amazon Prime, and then they advertise other shows to me. What else are you going to advertise to me? Stuff I don't want on your Amazon store, books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what right. else is there? It it just is crazy because their fee is already pretty damn high. It it's, is. It's one of the biggest fees out there, to be honest. And it's uh, one that I always forget about until February. Yep. When it comes, because it's like one hundred and forty-nine dollars. Yeah, and, it's like what the hell, man. <laughs> and and like we kind of alluded to earlier, this isn't the only court case that has jumped onto the radar. And when we speak on people that have a stranglehold on a specific industry, we're also including Google in this equation. We have the next court case, which is the actual United States versus Google. Yeah. We saw this coming. So <laughs> this has been a long time coming in my opinion. Yeah. And the, the funny thing was, and this is, I, I should, we talked about this before the podcast started. If you Google the words Google FTC lawsuit, the first thing that comes up has nothing to do with Google. It's Amazon. You have to scroll all the way down, I think about nine links before you get anyone, which was Vox.com talking about it. If you click, if you type in that news search into Google and go to news, Google will not show you anything that has to do with Google in this regard. Mm -hmm. So the... It, this so this particular court case has so many moving parts in my opinion because I I do think Google is bigger than Amazon. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but uh, just based on everything that Google has in the marketplace and is a part of, I, I think it's more ubiquitous for sure. Uh, because you have Google being automatically installed in cars. You have it automatically installed on computers. You have it automatically installed on phones. You, you've you got Google Chrome. You've got Google Phones. you got, I mean, the, 
they have products that I'm probably not even aware of. Yeah. Well, they probably sure. knowing Google, they probably canceled them. Yeah, <laughs> but no, but the biggest offender is obviously their search engine. Yes, and the yeah. fact that we talked about, I think, on the last episode, Google itself is a verb. Yes, <laughs> it is. It yeah. is. If you look in the dictionary, hell, well, let me let me let me Google is, it. But my question to you guys is, why do you use Google? Like, we know that it's. We know that this is a monopoly. We know that it is. Mm -hmm. But why do we continue to use it? I mean, it's the most optimized search engine. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I'm weird. I actually use two different search browsers. So I do use Bing. And so I can get like Microsoft rewards and it turns into gift cards for me to buy things on Xbox's store. (laughs) This guy, <laughs> <laughs> but that I yeah I do use Google uh, Google as well. Um, I I would say that Google search engines the most like you said the most polished. Um, but the reason is because everybody goes there. It has developed yeah. its own algorithm. Yeah, Bing would have yeah. that same thing if people actually went. But I've gone to Bing, typed in one thing, didn't like the results, went to Google. I, I I know, I I I always search Bing first, and when it huh. doesn't give me what I like, I then go and look at Google. Google. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, uh, what other search engines are there right now? Yahoo, because I know a guy who still uses Yahoo Search. Okay, I didn't know that was still going. Okay, yeah, sure is. So you got? I don't think Ask Jeeves is still going. <laughs> I'm sure like, it is. Doesn't Google own Safari? No. I know Apple owns Safari and Google is a part of it. Oh, okay. Because I know like they have a partnership. Yeah. Apple Oh, that. So yes, they have a they have a partnership where um basically Google's the default um website on mm-hmm. Safari's web browser. Okay, so you access so instead of using like a Google Chrome which is their internet yeah. browser, you use Safari, and the first thing that pops up is Google? Is that what you're saying? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep, Literally. exactly. Okay. If you type anything in the search bar in Safari, it's a Google. Okay. Yep. So, okay, then there you go. There's a, an, another uh, kind of piece of the pie there that makes things complicated. Yeah, true. True, true, true. Yeah, I, I, it's just... Google was like one of the first to the market, like with the search engine. Mm-hmm. It has it has the most information that's gone through it, mm-hmm. and so it's going to have a advantage in just straight up information. Um, and then on top of that, they they because it's seeing so many users, they can kind of do what they want with it, and they can always be making updates where. Uh, Bing, it's going to take longer to make those Mm -hmm. updates because you have to describe to your product manager why this might be useful, even though like the use rate is low. Yeah. (laughs) And it's a, it's a, it's a thing. Well, the FTC's lawsuit actually has, as we talked about last time, the FTC's lawsuit actually hangs on something that Microsoft did in the nineties. And it comes down to internet Explorer, Mm -hmm. which is dead. Which is dead. It's dead in the water. We're being replaced Good. by Microsoft Rep. Edge. Uh, rest in peace. But to think it's still... Internet Explorer was so slow. We're talking about it in 2023. But the reason that it's being brought up in this lawsuit is 
Google's Google's whole argument is the only reason people utilize Google, 90% of the people utilize Google, is because it's better, it's the optimized search engine, it's just we have created a better product. Mm-hmm. And that's why we're the biggest. And the FTC says, well, let's look at Internet Explorer in the 90s. No one will say Internet Explorer was the best web browser. No. But in the 90s, it was the only web browser. Why? Because Microsoft had an actual monopoly on computer technology at the time. Yes, they did. Especially software. And that's their entire argument towards Google. And what, all right, so um, not to sidestep, but you bring up a a good point. Uh, So we were just talking about Amazon and them being an online retailer. So in the advent of the internet, eBay was, I would argue, the go-to place to for lack of a better word, go to for all and any of your online shopping needs. Would you, I guess at that time, consider eBay a monopoly before Amazon came in and kind of dethroned it? Here's why I'm going to say no, because eBay also, eBay had continued competition because you look at Craigslist, Mm -hmm. Alibaba, Alibaba, eBay didn't buy its competitors. Now, if eBay would have bought Craigslist, would have bought Amazon, mm-hmm. then an argument could be made. But eBay did not do that. It did at one point was the the go-to for commerce. But as competition sprung up, specifically, you can look at Amazon as an example, eBay took less and less of the market. Mm-hmm. Whereas Amazon just started buying up okay. around it. I got gotcha. you. So yeah, I could see I could see that, but unfortunately, eBay did not do as many okay. acquisitions to become a thing. eBay is still around. And yeah, still and people still eBay. yeah, and people still use it heavily. Even though yeah. I will say, I think eBay now is just really for money laundering purposes because I've checked the price <laughs> of stuff on eBay and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing makes sense mm. anymore. Because I mean, <laughs> I no, I shouldn't say this. I'm not going to. <laughs> I was I was basically I was basically going to explain how to money launder on eBay. Do not say that on this podcast. <laughs> we, will, we will talk about that offline. Uh, but yeah, I won't say that because uh, yeah, I don't do it. Uh, but yeah, I I know how people do it. Unless you are a cop or a lawyer, I will not respond yes, to that. I, I plead the fifth. But we did mention that there was multitude of cases. Yes. We talked about Amazon. We talked about Google. And we did just talk about Microsoft. Microsoft is going back to the ringer over the Activision Blizzard. Even though the United Kingdom just basically gave the okay. It's it's going to fully, I guess, be complete from the United Kingdom side next month, October. And the FTC is just like, hold up, wait a minute, let's try again. So stupid. I I don't think this one's going to go anywhere. No, I don't think so either. I think that the concessions across the world have been made. I think it's just, in my opinion, I think Google is going to be the first to see if Google is found liable of being a monopoly, Amazon will easily be found liable of being a monopoly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No question. Yeah. But Microsoft's Blizzard's Activision, the deal that the FTC dealt with before is no longer the same deal because of the UK concessions that had to be made, basically spinning off their streaming service to Ubisoft, to, I guess, the streaming service to Ubisoft. Yeah. So I think that less of an argument can be made for Microsoft Blizzard, but they're going back into the ringer. Yeah, and uh, we should 
here's something at the very latest uh, on October 18th, because that is the official deadline for Microsoft to deliver the buyout, which, according to the CMA, looks to be inevitable. The FTC's internal judge will hear arguments on whether or not Microsoft should be allowed to buy Activision Blizzard. But I don't see this not going forward. I I do think it is inevitable. I do think it will happen. It's just a matter of just a time. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like at this point, the FTC is just wasting money. Yeah, especially taxpayer money. And not to and not to get political on this uh, podcast. I'll only say this once, and we don't need to go into it. But uh, with the threat of a government shutdown, I don't see this really happening. No, no, and apparently neither does Sony. Yeah, because uh, Jim Ryan was just like, "Yeah, going through. I'm out of here." Yeah, Jim, (laughs) Jim, Jim, Jim Ryan was just like, "I deuces." Yes, so the to hear to understand, listeners, the head of PlayStation is he the head of PlayStation or he the head of Sony? Sony, if I'm not the mistaken, of, I it, it could be. Sony. Let me look at Jim. Continue. Yeah, feel free to look up that while I go through. Yeah, he's the, the, he's the C- CEO of Sony. The CEO of Sony, who has been a thorn in the Microsoft Activision side, who has spearheaded the leading of the PS5, is officially stepping down from his position. And I'm surprised by this. And it's it's not an April Fool's joke because he will officially step down on April first, <laughs> which is kind of funny. And the uh, oh, this c- whole- the uh, COO, uh, which is different, uh, Hiroki uh, Todoki will be taking on the role. Oh, did they announce that? Yes, it is official. Nice. Okay. He's nice. going. To, he's basically the. He's going to be the interim uh, CEO. Oh, interim. Okay, yes. so the, he's not permanent. No, uh, no, he won't be no, permanent. He's the temporary. So then the fact that they have a temporary person and not somebody who's designated to be the next CEO tells us this was absolutely sudden. Do you think it's? Do you think he's stepping aside because he did lose that Microsoft Activision Blizzard? Why do you think he's stepping aside? Because let's be honest here, the PS5 is a global success. Mm-hmm. If there's anything this guy can be building off that, he's got VR2. Um, he's got a new portable handheld system. This is when Reggie Phyllis Ames released was took the helm of Nintendo and released the DS. He has nothing but trajectory ahead of him. Why is he stepping down now? I can tell you why. Or, or at least I can tell you the reason he gave. Um, so keep bear in mind, he's 63 years old, right? Okay. So he to be fair, Mason, we've got presidents that are 30 years old. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> but he he's been, you know, going through this this is what, you know, he said to Bloomberg, right? Uh so this is you no know, verbatim uh that he said that he found it difficult to reconcile living in Europe while working in North America. He's been tired of uh traveling so much for work and not being able to spend time with his family. Um, he, you know, he gave the old typical, oh, I have had this privileged job that I love and this has been a very special company, but I want to retire and spend more time with my family. All right. My thing is and a lot of people say, a lot of people say that he's been with the company for 30 years too. Okay. So he's been with them for a significant amount. So, I mean, yeah. it makes sense to me that he's retiring just 
from the outside looking in. I mean, he's been with this company for so long. He's up there in age. You know, I, I don't fault him at all. I don't. You, you know what would be really funny? Hmm. This would actually crack me up. It, it's not going to happen, but it'd be just absolutely comical. Let's hear it. If he left Sony and then went to Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that think that'll never happen. I don't think that'll happen. I know. It just so it would be just so funny. <laughs> I think I think what'll happen is when he officially retires, he'll remain on as like a consultant. Uh, yeah. probably like dive here and there, board. offer advice, be on the board, you know, enjoy his retirement. Yep. See, I'm a bit of a conspiracy guy. Uh, not in like, not in like real conspiracies. Like I, I don't believe birds or cameras, but like, I think the only reason people step down at the height of their fame is because something bad is about to be announced or released. Mm-hmm. Sony did just get hacked and notice how that, yeah, court, they how, maybe got hacked. Well, they said that they got hacked. They literally said, hey, we got hacked again because Sony has been known to be hacked multiple times. Okay. And the fact that they got hacked, the fact that they lost this Activision Blizzard thing, deal, the fact that Square Enix, who is their main partner, has not been doing well in the sales department. I just think that I don't know if he was wanting to go out because he's been with this company for 30 years. Mm-hmm. You mean to tell me for the last 30 years, you've just now decided you want to spend time with your family. <laughs> I mean, like, like well, that's you said, a good way to put that. Yeah. I mean, like you said in his interview, he's been thinking about it for, I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know you are playing devil. Stop defending Mr. Ryan. No, I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt, whether or not I think, whether or not I actually think that different story. Well, I want to make a prediction here on the uninformed All gamers. Right. Something is about to come out again with Sony that is going to have this guy in trouble. Not the uh, maybe not even this guy. Maybe something is about to happen. Sony is about to unveil something that is going to get either get a lot of hate, that is going to drop their stock prices, or they're about to unveil. Hey, that hack is way much bigger than we reported it was. Mm-hmm. I think that he is leaving for an absolute reason, and I don't think it's because he wants to spend time with his family. Something is pushing him out. I gotcha. I mean, who knows? So, Time will tell. We will we'll find out because one thing that Sony can't be is quiet. That, so, I mean, that is accurate. Before we move on to the next story, uh, did y'all watch the Tokyo Game Fest? I did not. Microsoft. I, I did, did actually. It wasn't very good. And, yeah, it wasn't. Like I, we we're here. Some people might consider as Microsoft stands, but watch Tokyo Game Fest. Wasn't a fan. Did nothing stood out to me. Okay. No. So yeah. So I will say Sony has a tendency to do a little bit better when it comes to their state of plays. Mm-hmm. Even though the last one also didn't feel like Man. it did anything. But yeah. again, you, this is why we need E3. Yeah, you even E3. even the um, basically the Nintendo Direct wasn't anything special in my opinion. I just had a couple of cool announcements, but for the most part, it was just kind of like, uh, eh, okay. It was meh. It was it. That's what it was. It was meh. All of all three of them were meh. I was expecting something and I got nothing. Y'all, don't, <laughs> to me, y'all don't need to re- not announce what you're working on every month. Like I don't need that. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, like uh, some like scrum festivities. Like I don't. You guys may or may not know that reference, but that's what <laughs> that's what the software like role is right now. We're gonna talk about efficiency. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's set up three meetings to talk about efficiency. Yep, yep. 
And so this yeah, is them like tooting their own horn. They're like, look at how efficient we've been. We're we're working on this, this, and this. All right, well, when is it releasing? Three years from now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I know you guys talk about how we don't have any exclusives, but let me show you Assassin's Creed Mirage. Yes. <laughs> it's a Mirage. Ooh. And it's multi-platform, but we'll only say Xbox. Yeah, and that's actually been a complaint uh, about the video game industry, not only from developers, but from customers as well, is that people on both sides are getting tired of all the big companies announcing something like so far down the road. Yeah, it's, don't do it's that. just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll care about this yeah. in like three years, I guess. I especially hate when I see coming soon, but it does not have a year. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> Fable. Fable. I think Fable did this. Fable was like coming soon. And then everybody was like, oh, so that means 2025. Yeah. <laughs> Another good example of that with Kingdom Hearts did that. Yeah, <laughs> talk about game. Talk about, we'll see that in another five years. Yeah, right. Oh, all right, but unfortunately, we have to announce something we're not announcing. Y'all should all have heard the news yeah. by now. The legendary actor Michael Gambon, who you guys probably recognize from Harry Potter as Dumbledore, has unfortunately passed away, and I was very saddened by this news. Yeah, I mean, he. How old was he? He was in his eighties, right? I want to say eighty-three. Yeah. Which is, which I guess. Yeah, I mean, he lived a, I mean, 83 is nothing to sneeze. 82, 82. Okay, 82. Even, even so, 82. Nothing to sneeze at. It's a good age. I mean, he lived relatively a complete life, which, and I'm sure, um, he would have been proud of what he's been able to accomplish as a performer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't really know him from anything besides Harry Potter, though. Well, most things that he did, he did a quite a few different types of movies, but mm-hmm. he was mostly known for his theatrical plays. Yeah, I was going to say, like, stage plays, probably. Oh, okay. Yes. So, like, Shakespearean plays, yeah. stage plays. He's a thespian. And he's a thespian. And I think within the last 10 years, he actually took a step back from doing theatrical plays. And the reason being is he said, I can no longer remember the lines. Mm, that's sad. There. That is very that sad. Sucks. So he was surrounded by his his friends and his family, mm. and he will be truly missed. Definitely. But um, if you are aware, he was Dumbledore. He was not the first two Dumbledores. No. They look entirely different. They look humans. exactly the same. No, they don't. And here's why. The first, two, the first Dumbledore, who was in the first two films, was an old, decrepit man. They both looked old and decrepit. I don't know what else to tell you, man. But if, but if you've seen the first, let's look at let's look at uh, what is it? Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think that Harry that Dumbledore could have gone toe to toe with Dumbledore with Voldemort? No. Yes. No. Uh-uh. Yes. He looked like he would fall in a in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> Look good to me, man. I don't no, know. No, to take it even one step further, he could have been a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, he probably could have been <laughs> the greeter. greeter. At least, yeah. The reason why, because a lot of people was just like, oh, well, the original Dumbledore was the best. No. And here's because I think Michael Gambon brought a level of power. Yeah. To Dumbledore I mean, he was film. he was definitely more spry. I'll give him that 100 yeah. percent. He was more spry. His voice could echo across the room. Did you put your name in the goblets of fire? Even though that was a line that should have been whispered. But. 
I think that Michael Gambon was the perfect Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he definitely gave the, the role of respect, hundred percent. A hundred percent, he did. So now there has been officially three Dumbledores. Yes, yeah. Because we had the prequel. Yep, the prequel, which was played by Jude Law. Mm -hmm. And the original was played by Richard Harris. Very good. So, yes, rest in peace, Michael Gambon. We will catch you later. Yeah, and to kind of shift gears uh, from that, we have news uh, from Epic Games once more of them being uh, traditionally scummy, is what I'll say. Uh, They have announced that they will be cutting roughly 16% of their workforce, which is around 830 jobs, while at the same time increasing the price of their digital currency found in the popular video game known as Fortnite. And I I am referring to the V-Bucks. I didn't know about that. Interesting. Yes, so I think that's very interesting that they're cutting staff and inflating that price as well. Well, what Epic Games has said, the reason why they're cutting prices and laying off is because Fortnite, though it has 30 million concurrent players because it's a free-to-play game, they don't make money off of it. Really? Even with all the uh, in-game purchases? Really? That's no, this is what Epic said. Epic said, I don't that believe do that. I don't believe because that whatsoever. I agree, I agree with that statement. I did not believe that either. But Epic said the reason we have to cut jobs and raise the prices because we do not make money off Fortnite. And the reason they gave is that the only reason we make money is when it's content creators. So I think that they're paying out so much to the, managing the game, mm-hmm. programming the game, and building the game that. Whenever they have those deals like Ariana Grande or Travis Scott, yeah, they pay out those too. And I guess when people are coming into the game and buying that currency, that's when they make their money. But mm. for the day-to-day operations of it, they don't. And, and what's based on what Epic said? And what's also funny? Not <laughs> there's another court case with the FTC in regards to Fortnite. If you remember, they just agreed to pay. Yeah, they agreed to pay a $245 million lawsuit uh, for Fortnite refunds because kids were um, basically (laughs) stealing their parents' credit cards and making in-game purchases without their knowledge. I I have to say it. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. Epic is shady. Here's why. Oh, they are. Epic Epic got sued. All right, you're gonna okay. We have to pay you out two hundred forty million dollars because your kids were buying our products. You know what? We're laying off our staff because we're not gonna pay it. Yep. We're gonna raise the price. Yep. So your kids can keep buying this crap. That's fucked oh up. Like, just I, I want our listeners to listen to this timeline because <laughs> I mean, just hear it. I mean, not to be tinfoil hat, but I mean, come on, the writing's on the wall. Wild. That's absolutely wild. It's a direct correlate. Sometimes correlation does not mean uh, causation. Yeah, correlation, correlation does not ca- mean causation. But in this case, I mean, I it, it, it's a side, massive side eye. I mean, just look, look at everything. I mean, yeah. True. So I mean, good I luck. I hope they land on their feet. I hope these video game employees uh, land on their feet. Yeah. Fortunately Absolutely. for them, they are getting a six month severance. Okay, that that is good. That is good. Yeah, so that'll get them through the holidays, which will be very yeah, very and and hopefully they are able to segue into like a similar field or, or industry that you know pays roughly the same or or better. 
Yeah. I mean, who Absolutely. knows? Well, maybe there is a job for them in the writing category. Yeah. Because the writer's strike is finally over after five months. I'm actually happy because it seems like the writers, the writers, uh, I guess the union writers got kind of what they didn't get exactly what they wanted. No, but they but got they close. Got they got deal. very close. Yeah. And it, this and is a, a three year deal. Seems kind of short, but okay. Uh, no, that seems uh, really short. So um, for those that are, I'm involved with a union. Uh, so typically a union contract lasts three years and then it gets renewed. Uh, that's yeah it's pretty common actually uh that it lasts that long so every cycle lasts roughly that gotcha so in another three years they'll have to either renegotiate or um basically do what's called pattern bargaining so in the union world what pattern bargaining means is basically sticking to the previous contract and just doing that all over again to save time and money Gotcha. Gotcha. So that's basically pattern bargaining in a, in a nutshell. I'm glad that it's over. It was very sad to see kind of like how mm-hmm. people were getting paid after the fact or the lack of paychecks they were receiving. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it sucks that it took five months and that the corporations were you know, being scummy. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Right, now let, let's switch to our final story. Yes. Which also has to do with strike. Yes. And... The video game performers are prepared to strike for more pay as well as protection. Yes, and this is um, from uh, SAG-AFTRA as well. So it's basically the Screen Actors Guild's video game contract. They're basically saying they need more money to cope with the rising cost of living. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an interview was done. We haven't had a raise in five years, four years wow. maybe, and prices have gone up. Our rates have not, said uh, Sissy Jones, a BAFTA winner for her voice as Delilah in the Campo Santo video game Firewatch. Jones is covered under a contract with video game makers recognized by the SAG-AFTRA. Voice actors and motion cap performers in the multi-billion dollar video game industry voted overwhelmingly on Monday to authorize a strike if negotiations on a new labor contract set to begin Tuesday fails, setting stage for another possible work stoppage in Hollywood. And... Uh, in the video game realm, in addition to the uh, acting realm, which, to be clear, the writer's strike, even though that ended, the acting strike has not. So, yes, the writers can come back, but the actors are still on strike. Um, and yeah. with this video game strike authorization, uh, one thing has basically been at the forefront, and that is uh, artificial intelligence. And protections against that, because what companies are yep. doing is they're using AI to replicate uh, actors and actresses' voices as well as appearances to save on costs. Just a bunch of bums. Yeah, and uh, to kind of seg not segue, but to piggyback on the AI comment, there is this uh, horror film that came out. Uh, not too long ago. Do you do you guys remember? Um, oh my gosh, it was that like evil super evil Superman movie. Um, yeah, I remember that. I um, that. Uh, uh, burn, burn something. I know which I one you're talking about. I, uh, I can't remember it. Superman movie. 
uh, Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah. All right. So Brightburn came out in 2019. It's basically like, what if Superman, when he came to Earth, turned evil? Whoa. It was all right. I mean, it's nothing to. It was entertaining, I guess. Um, it's worth a watch if you're bored. Okay. It's like a solid six out of ten. Anyway, okay. a, se- a sequel is in the works and it's being written by AI. Oh, written? I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna do any kind of movie, horror probably would be the one you would do that in. Mm-hmm. Horror doesn't have to make sense. No, and <laughs> uh, it's sad, but there really hasn't been um, a lot of innovation when it comes to horror. Sure hasn't. At least in, in my opinion, um, yeah, I haven't really yeah. seen a lot in terms of like innovative material. Yeah, it's usually like the same shit. It is the so true. Once you once you found a layout from the, I want to say the eighties, mm-hmm. the uh, the early eighties, the layout is kind of stuck to that, and we need to break away from it. Yeah. I, I have my ideas on how to create a perfect horror movie, but I will give you those ideas on the next podcast. Yes, I will look forward to that. We can give our own takes on horror films and what we would do to change the mold. So tune in next week for that, guys. But before we go, is there any final thoughts, parting words? Nope. Mm, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. All right, well, I am one of your hosts. You know me, you love me. I am Darkness Tiger, controlling the... Twitter page because I refuse to say X page because yep. that sounds dirty. <laughs> at Uninformed Gamers. You can also find me behind the TikTok page at Uninformed Gamers. And if you wish to play with me on Xbox, I am Darkness Tiger. And on PS2 or PS5, I am Darkness Tiger 2. That was a yeah. Freudian split. Yeah, bringing us back. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, guys, feel free to give your sign offs. And I am uh, Chameleon. You can find me on Twitter at Chameleon Games. And I have been Mason, also known as Rad Dreams from Rad Dreams Review on YouTube. And you can find me on Twitch as well at Rad underscore Dreams. And if you like what we do here on the Uninformed Gamers podcast, be sure to give us a like and a subscribe. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Later. Peace. Oh, and he just. That's good. That's oh God! Good. Did he? Did he uh, do end recording? Because uh, it's, it's still recording. Well, that's up to him. He'll fix it. <laughs> Is it so? That's will funny. it? Will it save it? Yeah, yeah. It should. It should. Uh, it should save it to a link for him to be able to do. Like we can't stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me one second. I'm gonna message him really quick. Yeah. De- Devin, comma, you kind of dipped out. <laughs> Will the recording save? Question mark. But while I got yeah, you, you, Chris, uh, What's up? Uh, Jackie and I should be uh, good to go. Woo! Yes. Oh, yeah. I like that. Um, I don't know if we'll be able to stay for like the entire duration, sure. but.